Hi, welcome to the Haven Writers Guild podcast. We invite you to join us as we explore the curious world of writing. Right, so today we're talking about whether or not reading books makes you a better writer. It's an absurd question. An absurd question. In my opinion. Well, um, it's one of those things they always say at school and, and whenever you mention writing, what, what are you reading? And obviously the whole teaching bit is in order to be a better writer, you need to read lots and lots of books. Yes, and all, all the um, most well-known writers have at one point or, not, or, or another in their career said if you want to be a good writer, read. Absolutely. That's, so. That's, so that's that's the thing out there. So I'm assuming you totally and utterly agree with that. I am in the reading camp, yes. Okay. Yes, I think reading is critically important. Well, you do enjoy reading, so it does help. I do enjoy reading, yes. What happens if you're like a writer and you don't really enjoy reading that much? What happens then? I don't think that's a thing. That's not a thing? Because if, you're, if you've got a passion to write, yeah. you would love words and I think they go together i i haven't ever heard a writer who doesn't actually like well that would be interesting because read. i've heard of i've heard of advertisers who don't ever watch any ads or, you know and... i don't think that's quite the same thing though have you always loved you've always loved reading i have always loved reading yeah i've always found it difficult to pick up a new book though so i find it quite challenging to pick up a new book to start it i love being in the middle of a book but the thought of ending a book and starting another one, I find it a bit of a bit of a chore. Is that because you're worried it's not going to be good or you just can't be bothered? No, you just get really consumed by a book um, mm. and you're in that space and I kind of, you know, like being there. Mm. And then it all kind of fizzles out at the end and, and finishes because most books I've ever read don't know how to end. Really? I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's the general rule of, of a story is nobody knows how to end it. Well, because you're in love with the world. So you get to the end, you're like, how on earth do I end this thing that goes on forever? So That's I think... not right. That's not right. That's yeah, not maybe. a thing. I don't know. No. What, what is it? Is there a twist? Is there a peter out at the end? They go off into the sunset. Do they, you know, just depressing and everyone dies at the end? You know, there's no, there's no good ending. I'm actually speechless. What? Okay. So I know you've read Lord of the Rings. Yes? Yeah. No, I've read Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay. So you found that an unsatisfying ending? No, I, I I happen to I happen to like that ending, admittedly. Okay, so perhaps it's not necessarily that no one knows how to end a book well, but good writers know how to end a book well, and there are possibly books that you've come across that haven't been written by particularly good writers. I think the most satisfying encounters that we can have are in books. In books is where we find our happy endings. It's the only place they exist. Okay. So to say that books are unsatisfying because they don't end well... I just find that incredible. Yeah, no, no, I've, I've honestly and truthfully, a lot of books, I mean, they might be reasonable endings, I suppose, just in terms of being in the centre of the narrative and being in that place and then getting to the end and it kind of just, for me, it always just kind of peters out. Okay. A bit, just... just. I, I mean, I suppose for me the experience has been more that because the, the world has, has been so vivid and so beautiful and the writing has been so amazing that I don't even see the words... Yep. When you get to the end of it, you're sort of launched back into reality and you have to leave a place that you were quite happy being in. Um, and that can be quite depressing. <laughs> um, so I think that's probably more what I've experienced. 
Yeah, well, well, I've experienced that too. That's what I say. I don't, I don't like starting or finishing yeah. a book. I like being in the middle of a book. Yeah. I am. I have a copy of James Herriot, mm-hmm. his whole block of work in one giant volume, mm-hmm. and I got through to the middle of it. Um, and yeah, it's sitting on my bedside table, and it will probably sit there forever because I'm in the middle of it. Um, I'm quite happy not to finish it. Admittedly, it's easier not to finish it because it's it's a collection of short stories. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Small stories. So yeah. I don't actually, I'm quite happy being in the middle of that. You're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like it. You know, it sort of it sort of sits there. I picked it up when we moved out to the country, and it's gonna stay there as we live in the country. But we digress. Yeah. No. I I, I think it is very important for writers to read. Why? Because it's where we learn how to write. I see. Um, you can't. You didn't learn to write at school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There is a difference between physically handwriting. And, you know, learning grammar and spelling and punctuation and all those lovely things. And learning how to craft words into something that is good to read. Okay. Which is, I think, the aim of a writer. You want to be able to write in such a way that you can actually create worlds for your readers. and Or, you know, communicate something in the most beautiful way that it can be said. And you can't learn. That is a skill that you have to learn and you can't learn it unless you've experienced it. You have to have read something like that. You've had to be influenced by good writers to be able to understand. Because when you're reading your own writing, you can you should be able to see, okay, this this has the effect of that or this is not getting what I want it to get. How do you know what that is unless you've read it? Yes, I suppose that is true. See, I happen to think that, yes, it is to a certain degree important to read books as you are growing as a writer. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that there is this consensus that you need to be reading constantly and everything. And if you don't, then you won't be a good writer, which I don't particularly agree with. I don't think the impact of the narrative is as important as people say it is because what you have with with most reading, um, well, a lot of, when, when they teach you, about writing and reading they actually teach you about actively reading mm. um, there is such things actively reading as you engage with the text mm. you don't just read books like we've read lots of books and they just wash over you you know mm. you don't really what, what do you take from them you take maybe a sense of something but you don't take anything specific so when you read a book are you, you you paying attention to the way it's you know structured because as far as i know m- most of a book is 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 kind of an illusion to make you forget about all those things. Mm. So you don't pay attention to all those things. You're lost in the narrative. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, most of the things you get from when you enjoy reading a book is plot choices and interesting sights and sounds and characters and things mm-hmm. like that. Not so much the actual aspect of style. I find active reading virtually impossible. It is and pretty much impossible. Almost counterproductive because if I'm having to stay removed from the story and try and observe stylistic choices and, and, and technique and things like that, they lose their effect. Yeah, they do. It's catch-22, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah, okay. However, when I'm when I'm actually allowing myself to get lost in the story itself, mm. I do think that's when it has the biggest impact. Because it's like if you grow up in a family that speaks Spanish, mm. you know, you, you, you don't just learn the language by watching and learning – you know, it's not a cognitive thing. It's immersive. You you grow up with that language and all the inflections and the tone and the and the gestures and the body language and everything that comes with that culture. Yeah. And it's with the same with reading. I think if you read and read widely and as much as you can, those things just become 
part of who you are that without it being a, a, a cognitive process, it's it's just it's more an instinctive recognition that this is good and this is not good. I mean, now having having studied and being made aware that what is actually going on in a text, why it is so impacting. Yeah. Now when I read, if I read a particular section and I stop because, you know, there's that moment when you're reading something yeah. and you're like, oh, wow, that was that was beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I can go back and look at it and try and analyze why. Well, exactly. I mean, there's quite quite often there are actually authors who actually write in a very different way. Like we, we had someone was reading out The Great Gatsby not that long ago mm-hmm. and the way he was describing um, to women on a sofa was almost sort of magical and ethereal and we were talking not long ago about salmon fishing in the Yemen Mm -hmm. which had a very different way of writing the actual story which is all written through emails and letters and phone calls and that kind of discussion throughout which was very different very interesting I suppose you are actually more you know you appreciate that as a writer you appreciate what they've done I can see what they've done there sort Mm. of thing um yes but you've you've recently been reading The Ode Less Travelled haven't you yes by Stephen Fry and that has helped you write better I'm, I'm still halfway through it to be honest what's happened is because it's talking about just poetry um and because poetry is my thing as I'm reading it It's like all these light switches are going on and I'm realizing that there are names for these things that I haven't realized were an actual thing in poetry. Like because I have read a lot of poetry and I've loved a lot of poetry, I think there are techniques and elements and even word choices and things that are in my own poetry. But I'm realizing from reading this book that those are actually forms and styles and techniques that are specific choices. Yeah. So purely just from reading, I've been able to actually absorb some of those things, which I think is really exciting that that reading can do that. Reading mm. is that powerful. And I am hungry to read as much as I can. Yeah. Because everything that I know is never enough or never as much as I could, not as much as I have the potential to know. And the thought that there are books out there that I haven't read yet that could possibly hold things that will move me or change me or influence me is irresistible. Like I have yeah. to keep reading. I have to read as much as I can. Yeah, I suppose I suppose the thing with that is that I, I do agree with you. I mean, I, I enjoy reading. Um, I don't necessarily have that same thought about the, the vastness of all those books I need to read. For me, that is kind of coupled with this whole thing of there are people out there who you talk to them and they're like, oh, have you read this book, this book, this book and this book? Because they've read the length and breadth of fiction and they know all, all, the, all the books. Mm. So I find that a little bit... I'm not particularly good enough because I haven't read all these mm. um, volumes of ancient texts and stuff like that over the generations or the classics or, you know, it's, it's that feeling of, you know, am I am I good enough? Will I be a good mm. enough writer if I haven't read all these? Which I think is problematic. Mm. And I think it is overselling what you get from a book. I mean, I enjoy reading, but I don't get all my, my narrative ideas from books. I get them from other areas, which I think is very important. You need to get, you need to be watching, let's let's face it, you, you watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly know what it's like to be in space. You can you can see from the the sounds, the the thoughts, the the way they're moving. You can actually create a text about space by watching a movie, and you can do the same from other mediums. You can get things from plays. You can get things from video games. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'll concede that because there are, there is a advantage of of a visual aspect, and in fact, in fact, one of the the things I like to do is look at photographs. Yeah, and try to paint the photograph in words. That's right. Yeah, because 
that's what our job is, I think, as writers, is to capture moments with the right words, which can be very difficult. So yes, I agree with you that we should certainly draw our inspiration from wider sources than just written media. Okay, yeah, because it's more than just visual as well. There, there is, what is my character doing next? And I saw once that this character was on a movie. They decided that they were going to do this. So it's more than just a visual. It's, you know, how you're constructing the narrative. You're stringing things through as well. Like, there are many different... I reckon you could honestly actually write purely based on what you're seeing in movies and books. And you don't necessarily have to read books. When you're learning to write, the vast majority of what you're doing is with grammar and spelling and punctuation and how to string a sentence together. What you're choosing to write about is who you are. And what who you are is based upon more than just reading books. Yes, you get an input from books. You get an input from life choices. You get an input from movies and plays and video games. So all this stuff that you are learning throughout your life is put on a page. I mean, I think there is a distinction between how well you can put it on the page, but I don't think that what you get from a book is the be-all and end-all. Nobody's saying that, but to say reading is not the most important thing, yeah, I think... that's what I'm saying. <laughs> ...is not correct. Because yes, our, our inspiration comes from everywhere and it's important to, you know, watch what's coming out in movies and, you know, read like not just fiction, but encyclopedias, read the dictionary, read, you know, look at photographs, you know. Absolutely. So broaden, broaden your horizons, broaden your which horizons, is, which yes, is just to it, sum it up succinctly. But, it, but in reading, reading is the only way that we can learn the art of writing it's what we do as writers, so we must read other writers to be able to to learn that craft. There is no other way. You can go to uni and you can study creative writing, but that will not teach you what reading will. Yes, but within that, you would go to university and you'd break down a text properly. You would put it into passages, and this is what this person is doing here, and you'd learn things as opposed to reading where you're just, it's purely enjoyment. No, it's not purely enjoyment. It is purely enjoyment. No, it's not. And the whole, the whole concept is that quite often there are two distinct categories. There are people who are readers and there are people who are writers. What? And there is often, there is often this confusion as to what the, what the relationship is with those two. So it is two dis distinct things because people can love to read, have no interest in writing. Okay, yes, fair enough. And people who write don't necessarily need to read. No, they don't. But they won't be very good writers. Yes, but it depends what you're talking about in terms of how much they read. You know, if they're ongoing readers, they're, they're continuing to, to find out what's out there. Yeah. You know, what, what, say you're a mature writer. You've, you've read, a, read a certain amount of books um, throughout your life. You've read the classics. You've read a variety of genres. Mm -hmm. And you just start writing and then you don't really do much reading anymore. Would you still be a good writer? I think, I think yes, you would. But why would you stop? Because reading takes away from writing. Okay, as a writer, are you ever good enough? No. No, exactly. So even if you've read widely and you get to a point in your life where you are kind of a bit over it, mm -hmm. right? Can you be a good writer at that point? Of course. Mm -hmm. Should you stop? No, you should keep reading. And keep writing because it's yes, you're saying those two are synonymous once again. Yes. But you can keep writing without reading. I mean, if you've got a backlog of... Yes, of course you can keep writing. Because what you're doing is you're basically building a style. And once you get the style and mm, no, what, but then... what you're doing, it's all about content rather than how you write. I mean, you mature naturally as a writer the older you get anyway. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, 
not necessarily. I mean, yes, you, you've had more life experience, but the I way think... you were writing when you were a teenager is very different to the way you're writing in your mid twenties to, yes, to what it is now. I have read a lot between now and then, and I'm not saying that's the only reason for development. Yes, there is life, and there is outside influences from from other means. But as a writer, if you stop reading, I think you're in danger of stagnating. You get, I think you get to a point where you are, you can become content in your writing or I think that's a dangerous place to be where you actually consider that you have read enough you're happy with your style and you could stay stuck there and I think then you could potentially lose the opportunity to get even better or not even get better but but find new sources of inspiration new ideas new things that could in a way influence your writing that you may not actually have the chance to read because you stop reading yes I, well, I suppose it, it, it comes down to what you actually get from reading, because before you're talking about the Spanish house household, which you, you sort of just rubs off onto you. So is that yeah. what books are? They just kind of rub off onto you. I think so. And I mean, you know, I can't remember the name of the theory, but the, the idea that all of our, no, no idea is new. All of our ideas come from other ideas. We, we always, we, we're constantly absorbing ideas in things that we just see when we're passing things on the street. Yes. to things that we're reading, to things that we see at the movies, to conversations that we have, people we've met. We assimilate constantly all this stuff. Okay, and, mm-hmm. and so when we actually go to writing, all our ideas are our own spin on things that we've experienced. Yes, exactly. But in order to communicate those things in a way that will actually be, first of all, enjoyable to read, and secondly, tell the story that we're trying to tell, we need to be able to, to understand what we're doing and how it can be done and you can only get that from having read that in other from other writers, I think. I see. So is that actually a reading a book or is that just someone talking about themselves writing or is that... I think from reading. Some from reading. Just from reading. Okay. I was listening to a um, one of the writers from Pixar, actually, okay. recently. Um, they've got this thing called Pixar in a Box where they give you tips on writing stories and whatever. And he said this thing about... Um, have you You've heard, obviously, the, the idea, write what you know. I have. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Many times. Tedious. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, his thing is when he first heard that, he was like, I don't want to write what I know. I'm boring. You know, I, I have nothing cool to write about. But he, he, what he realized was that it's not just writing what you've experienced. Okay. Because you might have done nothing. You might have gone nowhere. You might be from a small town and have a really boring life. It's more about write what you feel. Because when we tell a story, people connect with feelings you know, write whether you've been, have you been sad? Have you felt alone? Have you, you know, been through this? It's, it's an, we, we communicate. The, the point of stories is to communicate the human condition, what we've felt mm-hmm. and people connect with that feeling. Yes. So he was talking about in Monsters Inc. Okay. He was trying to pitch this story about this monster who had to scare children for a living. And, you know, then he came across this girl and he had to get her back to her own world and everyone was terrified and, you know, but it wasn't connecting mm. with people. And it wasn't until he realized that the story he was trying to tell was about fatherhood, Mm. about becoming a father, because in his own life, he'd just become a father. Mm. And it was this feeling of being overwhelmed, being responsible for this little human. So as soon as he made that connection and was able to communicate that, suddenly it resonated with people. They get it. And I think one of the reasons that Pixar has been so successful is because they have managed to identify these these feelings that are common to everyone and build a story around that. Okay. So when we read something and it resonates with us, it's because that writer has managed to communicate a feeling that we understand on some level. And that is the art of good writing. 
and that is what we need to emulate, and that is why we must not stop reading. Okay, well that's 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 very interesting. I haven't, <laughs> haven't really come up with anything other than a vague sense, might I say? Oh, but nevertheless, you, well, probably you're probably right, but then again, I'm probably right as well. So I I'm yet to be convinced of your rightness. My rightness. Yeah. Well, I think I think we kind of come to an impasse with this one. All um, right. Well, perhaps, perhaps. I think I think what we should do is we should actually. Well, see, I would be very interested to actually hear from people who don't actually read that much anymore and are do a lot of writing. That's why I would love to hear. So honestly, I I know there are hundreds and hundreds of writers who are avid readers. I mean, we we talked to Roseanne Hawke not that long ago, and she is swamped in <laughs> the genre that she's in. She's always talking about the next book that she's read, um, and she fa- she manages to write multiple books in a year and mm. also be reading tons and tons and tons. Whereas me, I'm sort of like, okay, I get to the point where I have to stop reading and start writing. Mm. I can't do the two at the same time. Um, so I would be very interested to, to hear if there are people who actually don't read as much mm. or actually don't think it's that important because that's the, the odd one out here, I think. Yeah, and I think for you too, you've you've indicated that reading for you is quite an investment. It is, yes. So, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't want to sit here and go, well, reading's pathetic. I suppose for me, it comes back to the whole sense of all these people who have read so much and there's just that feeling of inferiority, which I don't mm. think there should be. Um, and that, that what you were talking about before about um write what you know you can know lots of things and not have read the whole course of history yeah in books you know what i mean yeah, you can absolutely. actually get away with watching listening and small amount of reading mm. um yeah well I, I i would be interested in hearing actually because we are quite different people and we do like different things so it may not be that one of us is right and one is wrong but just that <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. Um, just that there are different sorts of people and different sorts of writers, some of which like to read, some of which don't find it absolutely necessary. So perhaps we need to throw it open and find out whether people do believe that reading is that important to be a writer. All right. That sounds good. Let's throw it open. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Haven Writers Guild podcast today. If you'd like more writing support, find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or on our website. Or you can email us directly at havenwritersguild at gmail.com.